You are listening to the Short Combos Podcast. And boom, we're live. Am I I introducing it now? Uh, Welcome to (laughs) episode 10. Is it 10 or 9? It is 10. Short Convos podcast. I am JC, Warrior of Light, Cashman. And as Mirali over here, we're available on YouTube, iTunes, uh, Spotify. I think Google has a podcast platform now. We're, we're everywhere. We're, we're everywhere. Available. everywhere. Like, you like to listen. and all of that. Yeah, all that good stuff. You go first. How's, how's your week? My week was absolutely fine. Uh, for want of a better word, there was, it's, it was, well, we had some rough news as a, a household. My, I don't know how much she'll want me to go into it on this, but she was, my wife's up for redundancy, not made redundant, uh, but in the, in the consideration pool uh, for under redundancy. So that was a bit rough, um, but we're, we're powering through. We're not letting it be the end of us or anything. So uh, other than that, you know, normal stuff, but that kind of put a bit of a shadow over the week, I'd say. Yourself or well in general, we can flick. Uh, yeah, there. I've had a bit of a, a flip actually. Last week uh, was it, in one way of putting it, it, was the least productive week I could have. As in, I got jack shit done last week in my world okay. of wanting to get things done. But saying that, yeah, I would say it was the most insightful week I've had as well. Uh, so it was a bit least productive because. Uh, Daisy had had a, uh, an appendix out. I'm not trying to say that. That was an annoying thing. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was a good one look. Sec, one sec. Sorry. Sorry. Bear with me. There we go. There we go. Carry on. Carry right. on. Yeah. Yeah. As if for those uh, <laughs> on Spotify and that, as was doing some funny faces. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not saying that Daisy's having an appendix out was an inconvenience. I'm just saying it meant, you know, for a bit of care and attention and things like that. And uh, yeah, I just wasn't feeling all that on it uh, last last week but this week I am in beast mode and like the week is running away from me because I'm not like you know when you don't feel like you've got enough time it's like that but I look at it as I'm I'm using time so well it's just flying away from me because I'm just a beast and it's just running away so yeah, I think last week was really insightful in work as well from the, uh, the last podcast. In case anyone has just jumped in on this episode, uh, we caught up about the whole Black Lives Matter thing with a good friend Jenny from New York, from the Bronx. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a good chat, wasn't it? Good convice. Yeah, very, very insightful. And like we, we always speak about how at the end of these podcasts, we feel like we come away you know, with a kind of renewed sense of energy. Uh, it was it was a bit different last week because we came away, I came away very energized, but it was very, it was so insightful. Like we, I think we took a lot away from it. I highly recommend everyone to go watch it if you haven't done already. Yeah, yeah, watch it as well because it's worth worth visually seeing it, isn't it? The the emotion yeah. and the passion. Uh, I've uh, I felt a little bit overwhelmed at times uh, recently. I think seeing things go back uh, to the the norm or you know out a lockdown shops open that kind of thing it still reminds you you like a little bit well we're what what is happening kind of thing what has what has happened I felt a little bit overwhelmed someone today said they've been listening to the previous podcasts where we were first talking about the lockdown and they said that was quite interesting on reflection as well so yeah. I don't know uh, if you've noticed anything. I, I knew this was coming, so I'm a little bit more, 
I, I feel a bit more in control of it, but I knew that us in terms of our industry as martial art instructors, that we were going to have a second darkness, uh, not, not necessarily a second wave, but I knew the stage would come where the majority of the world would get to go back to normality and we would still not be back to normality. And I knew it would hit us and I knew it would hurt. Uh, and it has done like seeing people go to shops and seeing people talk about going back to work and knowing that we are still not, as we would call it, back to work. Uh, that took its toll. But again, like I said, I kind of preempted it and I'm now kind of controlling myself that I'm not getting too worked up by it, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not a biggie, it's just, yeah, no. the emotions, just the feeling of the week. I think, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, or maybe our uh, listeners can, because uh, someone mentioned it there. We're, with what we do with the martial arts, I'm sure people are the same uh, with dancing, with uh, art, with music, whatever it is. We, whenever we get together, we, we always talk about martial arts. We, it always comes <laughs> up, it's our daily thing. Uh, am I right in saying the podcast before Jabbies, we didn't mention it once? I'd have to go back and listen. Yeah, but, you're gonna have to check uh, that out. So what would that, I mean, that was our that was our intention, it? I guess, basically, and make. I mean, not it wasn't our intention not to speak about martial arts, but it was our yeah. intention to speak about everything else. So if we're doing that, yeah. then go us. But it's already come up in this one. I was just thinking it didn't <laughs> go well, but we didn't 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 mention it. Uh, I wanted to ask you this week what uh, loyalty means to you uh, because it came just came to my mind the other week from a couple of perspectives so first of all loyalty as yourself to uh, your I suppose beliefs uh, to the the clubs or the people you follow or uh, yeah the, your subscriptions shall we say uh, your loyalty and also how you see loyalty from others to what you do and it just came up because I was just thinking uh, the, this whole situation with the whole COVID-19, it has shown everyone's true colours. And uh, I, when I bring up loyalty, I don't mean it necessarily in a negative or positive way, but just really what, what does loyalty mean? Yeah, I, it's so interesting you bring this up. Someone posted something the other day and it said something like, if you're I am testing in tune people's... with the ones and the zeros. <laughs> If you're testing people's loyalty through a pandemic, uh, you're being, it's something along the lines of saying you're being narcissistic, uh, that this isn't the time to test people's loyalty. Uh, and that, that just made me stop and think because I kind of I went from it from two ways, as I guess this is why you're saying it is part of me is like, well, if this isn't the time to test loyalty, then when is? Like when, when shit hits the fan, that's when you find out who's really with you, who's really not. But then the other side of it is that compassionate side that everyone is dealing with different stuff at the minute in very different ways and maybe you're not seeing it. So to judge them on if they're being quote unquote loyal to you, we might not know what's going on on the other side. Like people might not know that my wife is going through redundancy and how that's affecting me or that your uh, daughter just had her appendix out. Uh, so yeah, it, it's uh, loyalty is a tricky one. I think same with the word respect, because it's something I think loyalty has to be earned. You don't want blind loyalty. Uh, that's a really dangerous thing when people just follow you or you just follow people regardless of what they say, what they do and how they change. So I think to be loyal, it also requires someone to do something worth being loyal to. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Why, so why did it come up? 
yeah, I don't where know. come up? I don't know really, actually. I was just, I suppose, uh, yeah, just in my mind, or I might have been talking to someone about it and it just thought, you know what, I'll, I'll chat to us about uh, loyalty and everything. And I think it's just the, the current current climate and everything that we're in and how people are possibly questioning how they did things before and uh, maybe changing changing ways. So have you have you changed anything from a from a loyalty point of view going going back or in no I think it's if anything it's reinforced my loyalties. Like I've I've this has been a real good thing for me that I've noticed that the people I keep around me are the right people. Uh, like people like yourself and certain friends and family have all either really stepped up to the plate or just been very much exactly who I thought they were going to be in a bad situation such as this. So it's just kind of confirmed to me that, that, that I've made the right choices in terms of the people I'm keeping around me. I haven't had anyone where I've had to question my loyalty to them or, or their loyalty back to me. But, but I'm also, I'm quite a forgiving person. So I don't know, sometimes I'm, I've been loyal for longer than I should have. Uh, again, kind of almost blind loyalty, where when I look back on it, I just think, no, you were, the person was in the wrong and I probably should have stepped away from that situation sooner. But loyalty kept me there for maybe longer than I should have been. That's when you're saying, yeah, so that's a good example of a bad, bad loyalty, isn't it then? Yeah, it's a bit of a, a two-way street with it, isn't yeah. it? Double-edged sword. Double-edged sword, right. yeah. I want to have a low, uh, offload. I find uh, talking Ooh, to you same. as it's always good to have an offload. And uh, I just want to say how uh, the parents at the schools uh, properly pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, the way that they go on. I'm not trying to make myself a separate entity because I'm sure I uh, annoy people as well. But yeah, no, I, I'm entitled to an offload. But it's like when you're queuing for your kid and then there's some parent like 20, like two meters back, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're, they're telling you about... Uh, how they couldn't get a carrot at the supermarket, but you can hear them clearly, and uh, they're 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 not pleased with how their child is being treated, and uh, it's like, oh, shut up, man! I don't. What I'm getting at is this this energy. I don't like it around me. I don't like that kind of energy around me. So yeah, owning, but like I know what you mean. Stuff that you have absolutely no control about but yet yeah. you can't seem to shut up complaining about. Yeah, it's, I suppose Mona's the only way of kind of putting it, but it's when uh, someone else did say, you know, we always talk about martial arts. I suppose we're, we're moaning old men right now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're doing it and you can choose to turn it off or not. I, it, it's encroaching in my space, literally to the point where I'm considering getting some AirPods or wearing headphones to pick up my daughter from school because I don't want to hear it. I don't care that you were late for work because you had to change the kids this and everything else. I don't, just keep it to yourself. Just do it on your own podcast or talk to your own <laughs> friends in your own time about it on your weekly chat. But it's almost like it's done. I have had a really bad day and I want you all to hear it. And no, it's almost done to that point. How, like, without trying to sound like I'm being your shrink, 
How does it make you feel? Because when I hear stuff like that, I, I have to hold back laughter for how pathetic they're being. Like I find it difficult not to just piss myself laughing. I it seems it to makes, anger you. <laughs> it makes me want to advise. It makes me want right. to go over and say something about it. Like some, someone the other day said, was standing in front, like 10 meters in front, could hear him as bloody in the ears day. And they were saying, God, this, this two meter rule is all wrong. This two meter rule is wrong. It should be one meter because that's what it is. That's what it, and he, he's talking like he's reading it off of a newspaper, off of, off, of a, off of a news publication. And what it makes me feel like is I want to go out to him and say, excuse me, you know, it's something there I'm contemplating and, you know, thinking through because it affects my business and everything else. What, what is your expert advice on this? Because clearly you know a lot about this and you need to educate me. That's how I feel. Uh, two, legitimately get educated by someone that's some kind of science professor or to make them think, oh, actually, yeah, I haven't thought of it that way around, to, to maybe educate them. That's how I feel. Uh, I suppose my way of doing it is just getting angry and like, yeah. uh, get, getting the fire up. But the reality of it, if, if you did do that, is they would do one of two things. One, you'd, you'd make them feel they were wrong and then it would alienate you from them because you'd have made them feel a fool. Or two, they'll dig their heels in even stronger uh, on their, their wrong, messed I, up opinion. I don't mind the alienating one, though. Because, no, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> because there's, a, there's this guy at the, at, uh, the school, and uh, bless him if he ever listens to it. You know, I, I do respect everyone and everything. Uh, but it's basically a job's work and uh, they, they've had a problem. There's like a turning where the cars can drop off the kids and then you drive out. And they've had a problem, people parking there, like to then walk the kids into school, uh, which is another pet eight. Uh, you know, oh, get off your ass and just walk to school because I know some of them just live around the corner. But we don't live near the school anymore because we moved away. So this is like days last year there. And uh, so we have to drive it. And so they've got a, uh, basically he's a fancy uh, cone warden, isn't he? Uh, so to, to make sure the cars keep moving. And I haven't done anything wrong. I've turned up like anyone else. And I'm just saying bye uh, to Daisy. And uh, he physically opens the door and ushers her out. And it's Touches like, your car. Yeah, and it's like, you don't do that. And I had to say, I had to say to him, you don't, don't do that. And, he's, and then he's like immediately defensive. Well, you know, we've got to keep the cars moving. I look behind and I'm like, what cars? There's no freaking cars. Uh, what, what's, what's going on? It's just, he's been told, get people moving around as soon as. So, you know, rightfully so, he's doing his job. But there's got to be some kind of room for understanding. So I get I got sent to Lauren, you've got to uh, message school, because I, I am, if not, that your uh, cone, your traffic cone, need, you need to have someone that understands. I love that you just called him a traffic cone. <laughs> <laughs> you need someone that understands uh, the, the the way you should interact in that. It's like, for instance, we had a new sports centre open years ago in Crawley, and the people on the front desk have no customer service training. So they, they don't understand, oh, hi, how are you doing today? Oh, yeah, let me help you with that. It, it's like, they look at you and you have to say, oh, hi, and they're like, what, what do you want? Uh, so 
it, it's like putting the wrong person in the wrong role. And yeah. uh, so I said, Lauren, you're gonna have to message him uh, and say that because it, you know, left. I wasn't, I didn't enjoy the drop off with my kid, which is an important part of my day. Uh, and then I turned up next day, and no word of a lie. As I turned up, he turned his back on me and put his hands in his pockets. And I was like, yes, yes, you don't interact with me now. And I could take as long as I want without holding up everyone. And uh, that felt like, I suppose, a little victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get uh, Yeah, I've, I've definitely been guilty of intentionally alienating people uh, with exactly that, where you're just like, if I can make it that you don't actually want to talk to me, you can think of me what you like, but as long as you don't want to talk to me, then I'm like, oh, that's great. I've, I've won. You don't think I've won, but believe me, yeah. I'm the winner in this situation. Because <laughs> I'm completely calm. I'm, the, I'm, I'm completely, absolutely fine with it. If he never looks at me again, I'm, I'm cool with that because he has no, for a better word, value in my 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 circle maybe this is all wrong i shouldn't be saying this and you know we should all uh you know find some middle ground with every single person being an arsehole but you know <laughs> i don't know does uh does he volunteer for that role or is i don't know i think he's caretaker role? i think he's caretaker so okay. i don't think it is a voluntary voluntary yeah because that would be interesting if he was someone who just put himself forward and doesn't seem oh, to it have makes it even worse the, isn't it when someone puts yeah. themselves forward trying to do a job yeah, because then do. it's some kind of weird power play, isn't it? Where yeah. you just want you just want that position, the role, uh, so yeah. that you can, for whatever you feel, push your muscle around. Even yeah. though, like you said, you're a, a human cone. I was uh, like, we we uh, I was going to talk to you prior to the schools going back, see what your opinion about kids going back to school and everything. Uh, between Lauren and I, we we weighed up the positives and negatives. We don't feel that we're at risk uh, or we interact with anyone at risk. And with the way that the school are conducting themselves, we didn't feel sending our child would risk anyone else. So we decided to, to go with it. And uh, it's made me think as well, because they've also turned around, we're, we've uh, fallen actually that all of our kids are all their three years that they're sending back. Funny enough, yeah. we know someone else has got three kids and none of theirs are due to go back. Uh, but it had me make, make me think when they turned around the other week and said, oh, uh, they're not going to uh, force the schools to bring, because they were going to bring back all the other years prior to September, they turned around and said, look, just don't worry about it. It made me think, are kids missing stuff with school? Because then there starts to be this whole, oh my gosh, there's a problem because we've not got our kids at school. My kids now going to be stupid because they've list, lost six months education. Uh, you know, they've got to catch up and everything else. I know there's going to be quite a uh, diverse uh, you know, home learning, like some parents going to go out their way to properly do it properly for their kids. Like I think we would like to think we have, uh, but with a, you know, a relaxed feel about it, like they don't have to get into school uniform every morning or that kind of thing. Uh, and then again, there's going to be some that have just let their kids stay in their room playing games all day, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, but have the kids, what it had me thinking the other week is have the kids really missed anything? If you if you just find a middle ground in that, there the school has provided some work. They have been doing a bit of work. Have they gained what they would have lost with interaction with the family, playing outside in the mud, just being a part 
of this iteration. So like for instance, Daisy having her appendix out, like she was really, really nervous. Uh, you know, the first operation she's ever had or anything like that. I've never had an operation. Really nervous before going into the theatre. And I said, this is what, this will make you a better person because of it. This, this experience will make you deal with situations better. So actually have these kids had a fortunate thing? What yeah, think? I, I, I think so. I think, well, like, it's hard to say because if we're just talking about the middle ground, then I would say yes. Uh, but I think you do have to look at the spectrum because there are some people who I think are going to come out of this negatively. Uh, like my mum works for a school that's quite a poor area. Uh, like the parents yes. don't have a lot of money. And for them, the free school meal is actually how they feed their children. Uh, yes. And they're having, you know, reports of these parents saying, look, I'm actually struggling now. I've got four mouths to feed and I was used to them all having lunch at school and now they're not yeah. uh, and they're struggling. So, I, you know, across the board, I think there's issues. I think if let's say you're talking about the people who have the opportunity, they can do some homeschooling. They're not worried about feeding themselves. Uh, then I think it's it's what you're going to you're going to get out what you put into it, aren't you? There's, I remember an old news story about a family that took their kids out of school and sailed a boat around the world for a year uh, and homeschooled them a little bit on the boat, but obviously not the same. Uh, but I just thought, well, that's, that's life experience that you're never going to get. I could put you in school for 20 years. You're not going to learn what they must have learned going around the world, seeing all these different cultures interacting. And I think it's the same. I think you, you have an opportunity now, like you said, for unprecedented time with your loved ones, spending time on stuff you care about, spending time on hobbies. Uh, but you can, you could just spend the whole time in your bedroom playing PlayStation if you wanted and if your parents wanted. But I think, yeah, I mean, there's been a great opportunity here, depending on the way you look at things. And like for our girls, like uh, sort of, you know, uh, picking ourselves up a bit, but uh, like I've stayed really busy. I've, you know, the martial art community that we and uh, those loyal, you know, people that we surround ourselves with, uh, they, they've stayed really busy, as in, you know, we're not going to sit back, we're not furloughed, we're not going to, we, we've got to, we've got to come out of this strong, you know, to survive. Yeah. And uh, our girls have been able to see us day to day, me get up, on a Saturday morning when I wouldn't usually teach and teach a beginners and a family class and everything because necessity is to do that. They've seen me go and buy some things to put stuff up to, and they've, they've integrated into, okay, right, we're in survival mode now uh, and all those kind of things, which uh, if this didn't happen, they wouldn't have seen. So I think it's teaching them those tools uh, for for if something like this or similar ever ever came up again. Yeah, I think when we're talking about, I don't know if we would call us, we're, we're talking here about people who are relatively comfortable in life in the sense that kids can go to school, you have a job that earns money, and then suddenly crisis hits. Uh, and what this has been for us anyway, hopefully so far, is like a safe crisis. Like no one's going to die out of this. It's not like, mum got cancer uh, that's like horrific but it's it's a crisis that no matter how much money you had or how comfortable your life was it's going to flip your world upside down overnight uh, whereas this is exactly that where you know we were earning 
good money from our jobs. Everything was flowing well. We were enjoying what we do. Our families were happy. The kids were happy. And everything overnight got flipped on its head. And I think that's a very powerful thing for people to experience because I think that happens to everyone at some stage in life. Like whether yeah. it be when your parents die or a, you know, anything down to like a dog dying, you're going to experience something which from one day to the next day, you're going to feel completely different. And you're going to look at the world completely different. Like the world's going to change. So yeah. I think in that sense, it's been a real just like exercise in that for kids yeah. and adults across the board. Yeah. I mean, it's again just coming out with it as a positive more, more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, which is just what you have to do because there's it's so easy to rack up the negatives. I was just looking at the economy uh, today. I try not to read too much news because it's just depressing, depressing, depressing. But I thought, let's just have a look at the numbers. And it's just, you know, everything's just tanked. Everything's bad. <laughs> Nothing's worth a thing anymore. If you didn't invest in gold, you, know, you, you ain't got a chance. Um, but but there's loads of positives in it. And you, can, you just got to choose how you look to it because we're going to bounce back from it economically and the kids are going to go back to school and we are going to get back to some form of work so we've got to kind of just pick out the positives yeah going completely off on another tangent here uh this has crossed my mind before in the past i've read in conversation so i don't think i've had the convo for you uh being a man of uh zeros and ones and uh science and everything explain to me your thoughts of where thoughts and ideas and memories live where do where because like is the brain <laughs> is the brain in your say spirit if i use those words uh that, that two different things right so this mushy thing like if you like Hannibal Lecter took off the top there's a uh, a mushy thing i think it's mushy is it i've not actually touched one properly but, um, but mushy i've touched yeah. a real brain we can get was it working that. Uh, not working it was a dead brain it was an alzheimer's brain brain, but a brain nonetheless did you like (laughs) take it all (laughs) the energy where did you touch your brain i went to this thing called body works where Uh, they have you ever heard of this where they put people in half yeah if you haven't done it yeah, oh, we done went to it in San Francisco. When we were at San Francisco, we went in there. Yeah. 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 This one had a little like show and tell bit where they literally ah, had body that. parts. Yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, gross, but very cool. <laughs> Nonetheless. Full on uh, anyway. nothing on your hand, like squidging. No, for, you, so they preserved Wait, it in yeah. a slightly different way that it preserved the texture of it. So oh, you, okay. It preserved it. It was still preserved, it wasn't a fresh, freshly cut out one, uh, but it was preserved in a different way because all the other stuff's like in an acrylic or something, isn't it? Like it's plastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this stuff, however they'd done it, it was almost like a taxidermy version of a brain. So when you pressed it, they said, this is basically what it would feel like if you did take off someone's oh, skull and, oh, and have a squish. Yeah, but that, that thing, that body work, world thing was uh, well impressive. Yeah, because they yeah, put yeah. people like in uh, sport poses. Sports they they like, had like stuff. a basketball guy and uh, all of that. So, yeah, I yeah. guess they vary from place to place depending on when you go. Because the one I went to was in Vegas. Uh, and then I've heard that there's one in like every like major city, major country, and it mm. moves around. So I guess you see different bits. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, but back to it. So Sorry. <laughs> my my understanding or my uh thoughts of it is we have this squishy thing in our in our skull uh that basically is the control center. Uh mm-hmm. but 
there's my hippie way of thinking there's a spirit there's a separate entity where thoughts emotions ideas memory maybe not emotions but definitely thoughts ideas and memory and everything live uh what's your take on that those and ones <laughs> well the science take which isn't necessarily just what i think but uh, they they do brain scans where they either show people, let's say, for example, a picture from a memory, and they've they've now mapped where certain things happen in the brain. So the bit of the brain that lights up, as in where the blood flows to, when you are accessing memories, when you're thinking of new ideas, and all of this has been mapped in the brain. So they have there are certain areas where these things happen. I think, uh, and this is kind of what goes in line with the science, is it's it's what makes humans what we are, is that that's the thing that evolved more than all the other animals. So forget everything else about thumbs and standing on two legs and all the rest of it. I think it's our ability to create, to use our imagination and create things out of nothing, which is effectively what we do. But, but my, my thing is, what I'm getting at here as, is where does the thought, or the idea reside. So we will come back from a tournament and quite often we come up with things, I think just to keep ourselves busy and entertained. But uh, we were on a ferry once, just so I'll go off on uh, an example. We were on a ferry and I said to Ian, I said, because uh, Ian's always the man that you have to ask, Ian, I said to Ian, uh, how many miles does a ferry do? Because I don't know what made me think of it, but I thought, how many miles does a ferry? How many miles do you think a ferry does? In I don't even life. understand what. Oh, and it's like, oh, okay. So the yeah. mileage on a. I couldn't like, even begin to guess. We, there must have been a car magazine, and someone was buying a car and said, "Oh, how many miles does that car has that car done?" You know, when you buy a sure. car, mileage yeah, yeah. sort of is the standard to its its value. Uh, so, how many miles does they? How do they equate mileage to a ferry? Uh, so yes. we did a bit of uh, research, and uh, here I educate you on this, and. No, done on a time rather than miles because basically the engine runs constantly and uh, so they time how long the engine's basically been running uh, because it constantly goes backward and forward rather than the yep. mileage that it covers and that basically gives the value and they reckon oh, I think it was this they said they on average do like a million miles something like that these ferries before they then shipped off to the far east where they're then turned into whatever else they are used sure. out there uh, and then so yes we were so we we're on a trip coming back from a tournament and i said to ian i said and those that were in the car so how does a calculator work so just let's not go like you know iphone calculate let's go old school you know raised buttons solar uh -huh. panel just the I'm numbers none casio of the yeah casio old school how can i go just a simple sum, one plus one. And literally, before I press zero, it goes two. How, 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 and then you take it apart, you undo all the screws, and you get like that green thing, and there's a little bit that attaches to the screen. How the fuck does that do that? And then you can go five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, plus this, plus that, times that. And then you don't think, it just, it just does it. Just does, does. yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about a calculator specifically, are we talking about yeah. a calculator specifically? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that's pure mathematics, isn't it? Like that is, 
thankfully that there is no soul to it. And the, yeah, I read, I read it. It's ones to zeros, isn't it? It's basically loads of little hairs in the calculator that go up or down, right? I, I am pretty, right. Pretty that. much, yeah. Whether it, yeah, yes. Let's say that, which is makes sense. But yeah, it is all based on ones and zeros, and one plus one is one. So the calculator doesn't need to work it out. And the same way that maths has theory, but it also has proven law like there are mathematical laws they're they're proven so with all that information that's in the calculator programmed into it it doesn't need to think as long as you punch in the correct sequence it will spit out the correct but, but this is where i'm still stuck like they talk like i i get i get how they arrive at the numbers i get that now I get yeah the yeah, yeah like you said the blood to the brain so this is where i'm tying it in. i get the blood to the brain and the parts uh -huh. of the brain but the calculated chip, how did they, how did they, is there like loads of numbers in that chip? How did they arrive? <laughs> I mean, now you're out of my wheelhouse in terms okay, of what yeah. I, my, my knowledge of calculator design and construction is limited there. There's only freaking calculator. <laughs> you know, look at, the, look at our phones now. And you can, you can watch something, record something, you can turn it inside, like, how how has that evolved so yeah that's like a whole nother tangent you're gonna find out for me now uh, I, I will but my dad will love this conversation i'll i'll get oh, him involved it, that's on it. yeah oh so, yeah. If, <laughs> if you want to fall asleep and <laughs> get my dad on it so where so where does the thought reside when you're saying the thought yeah what do you do you mean that all so right, like for so, example right, let, let, let me let me explain so <laughs> I, I've seen a, a, a fair share of dead people now, uh, yeah. and I've seen, uh, for instance, an animal die. I, I've seen our dogs get put down. Very, very emotional thing. Being there as they eject, inject them uh, for their uh, dignity uh, and seeing them go down. And when they go down and they die, I think everyone probably sees it all differently because it's all emotional and everything else. But... I've seen it enough times now to see that something leaves, something goes. You can different, for die. example, to it falling asleep. Like if we yeah, put the dog yeah. to sleep and put a dog to death, physically you could say it looks like the same things happened, but there's no, a difference. There's a difference. And when I, right. I saw, I was more traumatized in a sense uh, when my, I saw my mum when she had died, I couldn't comprehend the whole situation. I was properly like messed up. Uh, but when my dad i got to see my dad uh like in the chapel let's say where he was at the uh funeral directors because I, I i was touch or go whether to go because uh i saw mum and it felt like the right thing to do and everything else uh one thing that really shook me when i kissed the body how cold she was i don't know have you ever touched a, a dead body no no like, but I, yeah i can imagine but so, it would shock you, I guess, yeah. what you expect and what is there is so that, that was weird. And then uh, I it literally fell to the day. If I didn't go and see my dad, I wouldn't be able to see him. Uh, mm. I had to choose at that moment. And my brother had already decided not to go. He felt the trauma of seeing mum would be as bad or worse with dad. And he wanted to remember how they were. And he didn't yes. need that, which completely respected but this friend of dad's said oh i've just been to see your dad and he was at a lot of peace because he had you know a real bad time towards the end he said you're at a lot of he's at a lot of peace you need to go see him in that 
peaceful state. And there on that day, and it's been like a lifestone that, you know, we were talking about the other week. Uh, if given the opportunity, take it. And I did say this to Cece the other day, actually. If given the opportunity, if it, if it makes sense, then take it. So as in, I weighed it up. Uh, if I don't do this now, I will never get the opportunity again. So I took it and it's probably the one, because my dad was not just my dad, he was my best friend and everything else. And it was probably one of the most enlightening things I've ever done uh, to sit in a room with him alone uh, with, with, with his uh, dead body. And uh, you know, they obviously make him smile and all of, all of that. But his, his spirit wasn't there. In a sense, it was just a shell if that makes any sense. The spirit was, I could, I could remember him. I, it, yeah, uh, without going, so what I'm getting at is where, where does, because those thoughts and that, they're not in his brain lane there, are they? No. So where are they? Uh, well, I don't know is the short answer and I won't even pretend to even have an idea. And I guess that's the great mystery, isn't it? Is yeah. where is it and where does it all go and where does it all come from? Or is it um, anywhere, anywhere? Or is it anywhere, anywhere? Was it there in the first place? I think whether or not you are a spiritual man, uh, I think we can all agree that something goes when someone dies. Uh, and it's, let's say you could reanimate that body, like put electricity through it and make it move it will never be what it was. It's mm. that part has gone and there is no getting that back. Where it goes and how it goes, I don't think anyone has that answer. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of faith in answers, but I don't know if anyone, well, you can't that's, know. That's where science is stumped at the moment. Well, yeah, because there's no way of asking anyone. The only people you can ask <laughs> are people who have like technically died and then come back to life. Like their heart has stopped or their brain stopped registering and then they've come back. But does that count? Here's something I've always wondered. You die, let's say like in the film, they get shot in the chest and then they go, uh, and they die. Are they gone there because they can't talk or respond physically or in their head, are they still there for a bit longer going, oh shit. I'm gone now, I can't move my face. I'm looking at my kid, oh, it's going dark. I'd love to know, which again, we can't know, how long you are dead for physically before you, this completely shuts I off. Think, I think I've been influenced a lot by films uh, with, with that kind of, uh, how I'm getting my head around. I think a lot of people, uh, and this is why I can talk to you about it, because a lot of people, majority of people, you can't have this conversation with because it's too, I think it, it, it creates too much fear yes. of the unknown. Yes. But I, I love it. I, I love this oh, conversation. I, uh, I think it's the, the only thing that really matters at yeah. the end of the day. Like everything else aside, that's really what we're all, everyone's on the same journey to that. So regardless yeah. of who you are, yeah. what your background is, what you're doing in your life right now, we're all going to the same thing sooner yeah. or later. Uh, yeah. So it's just, and, but, and no one knows where we're going. It's such a, it's such a trip that no one knows <laughs> what we're going to do, where we're going to go, but we all know we're going there. We're yeah. all in the same bus. And uh, some people could be listening to this and saying, oh, that being very doom and gloom. 
Like I, no. I've had it before. I've I've been talking and someone's been like earwigging, and then they've come over and they say, "Oh man, lighten up!" And it's like, "Hey, <laughs> no, don't get much. You don't get much lighter than this. This is no. this is proper good conversation." But a lot of people, like you said, it's fear. And what most people do when they're afraid is they bury their head in the sand or they turn away from fear. Your, your guy, the, the traffic cone, turns away <laughs> and puts his hands in his pockets. And it's exactly the same. You see no evil, hear no evil, all of that stuff. But I think, I think you've got to stare it dead in the face, don't you? Because that, yeah. that's where it's all at. That's what it's all, all about. But I can, get, yeah. I can understand why some people would never want to go there. Um, yeah. But, but I think it's, I so think it's like where the, all the answers lie. The, the, the films, I think, have had a big influence in uh, my... So there's uh, Jacob's Ladder, I think it's called, with uh, Tim, Tom Rob Tim Robbins from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, it, it's basically how... Oh, I'll give it away if anyone's... Have you seen it? I oh, haven't seen it, but give it away. I'm, not, right. I'm, not, I'm not thinking about it. It's basically it anyway. him stuck, not knowing he's dead. Uh, and how uh, if you perceive it to be uh, that be if you're not wanting to die it'd be devils taking you away and if you're then comfortable with what's happened to yourself it's angels taking you away it's all about perception of that moment moment when you when you die and then there was another one that just came to mind but I forgot it now uh, which uh, yeah there's a few I think that's where my perception of what happens next is that's how I sort of create some kind of understanding of, I suppose, of it all. Yeah. It, it, it is from films. And like with the thoughts and ideas kind of thing, just slightly off the death uh, tangent is I read something a little while ago where this, uh, the, uh, it was in the, it's more than a little while ago, it's a long time ago now. Uh, and they were trying to explain, uh, or they were trying to discover what thought, what ideas were and they were starting to think that what if all like take inventions so take einstein and all of the uh, great minds of our our time our, our race that have come up with an idea and uh, like a calculator who, who thought up that idea and they, they this person was saying that maybe that it's like a tree of thoughts and there's all these apples of thoughts and you're able to pick an apple and pick a thought that's what it is uh, mm. and that's what that thought of uh the cure to something or I, that's where it comes from and uh, i can't think of a, a decent example and what's happened in recent human times is everyone's gone mad and picked off all the lower apples and we're getting less inventions less like because it's only like the iPhone 8, 9, 10. It's not a new iPhone at the moment, is it? No. So all of those apples are being picked. They're just like growing different ones. Uh, and people are having to evolve more to be able to reach the higher apples where we're then going to suddenly have, like, you know, imagine telling my, my grandfather who was born in the 20s that there was going to be a device that you could call and speak to someone. It, it wouldn't have been comprehensible, would it? So there's going to be something yeah. in, in 100 years from now that we are... We, Oh, you'd like to think, wouldn't you? Or oh, we're all living underground, hiding from COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, there, well, there's certain points of time where there's been a, a massive leap. And I guess the one you're talking about is the microchip. So it yeah. was our ability to take a computer that filled a room, you know, that could do what a calculator does now and shrink it into this tiny thing. And really what we've been doing over the last 30 odd, 40 years is just refining that technology. 
but what's going to be after that technology? It was the same with batteries. I think that's the next big step. So I think energy. we're going to have to energy. Yeah. Whatever comes after batteries and all of this, that's going to be when we take the next giant leap because a lot of our we stuff move is to spaceships. Well, yeah, because I think the biggest issue we have with going somewhere else is having the energy to get there. It's having enough fuel and enough power to get us to what, let's say, the other Earth, the other place that looks like our planet and has life on it. But isn't there you the just... whole time relativity issue of all of that as well? So let's say, for instance, we right now had a, uh, a uh, ship that could take us to, say, the sun, for instance. Let's just mm -hmm. let's say the sun was inhabitable. So how long is how long does light take? To, is uh, eight minutes or eight seconds? What is it? From the sun to the from the other side, you're, you're gonna have to give me like some pre information. Look, we're gonna have to pull this up. We yeah, cannot not know this. Oh, yeah, hey, hey, the speed on. of light, yeah. Sorry, this is terrible podcasting from us now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the speed of well, light is it's mileage, it's not done in time, it's done in mileage, isn't it? But how from yes. the sun to the earth, sun to the earth, the distance from the no, sun to the, the earth, how long does it take light to get from sun to the earth? Light travel, it's eight something, um, I'm sure. Uh, da, 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 da. It takes 499 seconds for light to travel from the sun to the earth. It's called one astronomical unit. Oh, okay. I was completely off there. What was I thinking of? Uh, well, anyway. Hold on. We've gone on a real tangent now. We have. So if you, were, if you, if you had the speed of something to fly, the speed of light, right. uh, and you sat in it, let's say it took uh, two seconds there, two seconds back, because you're traveling at that speed of light, it's relative to you. So you would only age like two seconds. But because you're traveling at the speed of light, anyone that you left behind would age by, this isn't quite right science, yeah. by years. By years, When yes. you get back, they're all gonna be older then. Yes. Uh, and it's like, isn't that our problem? Not energy. It's, you're saying that we wanna come back though. Oh yeah, all right, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's. The, I don't know if we're coming because I think a big part of uh, there's a, a lot of guys who talk about this that eventually we're going to have to leave this rock. Like we're either going to uh, the only way human life is going to continue to exist is that we get off, depending on being on this bit of rock. Uh, so I don't know how much of it will be about coming back. I think it'll be how do we get there and then mess you know morph it and inhabit it and make it work for us. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. How did we go from death to that? I'm going to have to listen to this one back. Yeah, that's <laughs> But so uh, we got stumped on where memories and that live. Maybe someone could educate us and uh, give us a bit more of a uh, scientific explanation for calculators and uh, light travel. <laughs> we, maybe, we went maybe, deep today. I like it. So. Maybe we need a Trekkie on. They could a do trek. both, couldn't they? We're, I'm going to do a little bit of research next week. We're going to start with a quick science lesson on this stuff without boring everyone to memories death. Memories and calculators. Leave it with me. We have a, a 10 minute uh, school section with Az. Yeah. yeah. Professor Az is going to take you all back to school. Well, Unless I'm anyone does it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Before then. I'm hungry, so I'm going to go eat, but I, my soul feels full. Soul belly is. Uh, it's bursting yeah. at the seams. Yeah, I've had a, a nice appetizer with this. This was this has been very good. So pleasure thank as, you always, as always. always. Thank you, thank you. We'll catch up soon. Peace out, guys. Nice one.